Hey everybody, Arch here, and it is Friday night, which can only mean we're betting on everything with wheels. What's going on, Philip? Hey, Arch. I'm pretty pumped up. We got a we got a special guest in the house tonight. And, you know, we, we can take a little bit of a victory lap. We had a, a good Xfinity Series race. We had a good Truck Series race last week. We made a little tiny, eensy-weensy little bit of money on Formula One as well, and only lost a little bit on the Cup Series. So all in all, a good weekend last weekend. And we've got a special guest. But first, I'm going to kick it over to the man of the hour, Steve. What's happening? What's going on? We got a full squad tonight, so it should be a pretty exciting night. Got a pretty limited racing schedule this weekend. Just NASCAR, just two races. So might be able to get a little more in-depth with some things here. So looking forward to seeing what we got in store. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Also, we've got an IndyCar race, so don't forget about that. But also, I'll leave, I'll leave that up to you because you're the king <laughs> of IndyCar, you know. So I, I got to be good at something, and that that's it. But we're we're gonna kick it over to Rocky Mountain LSX fan of the show, Aaron. Aaron, what's happening, buddy? Happy to have you on. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy to be back. Um, it's my first time back. Uh, we had fun the last time we we're here. I've been looking forward to get back on with you guys and. Uh, ready to talk about some nascar this weekend listen man the only reason we don't have you back more often is because i'm afraid you'll take my seat <laughs> no never never Rock i on. need more uh reps in the podcast game uh before i can even think about that <laughs> well you you are welcome here anytime and um you know you do you do a good job over at the the mooney gang discord where you're you're giving out your picks uh so man we we're just honored and, and thrilled to have you here today. So hopefully iron sharpens iron and we can put out a good card for, for both of our fan bases. So let, let's kick this thing off. Or should we talk about last week? Do, do we, do we need to revisit the rain oh, in Atlanta? <laughs> I'm still, I'm still heartbroken. Um, I really think Kozlowski was going to win that race. He looked like a man on a mission. And uh, I don't know if you guys saw it, but we had also, so I'm a bit of a hypocrite. Me and Kenny actually bet a Quinella, a Kozlowski Busher Quinella. So when they had the lead, we were like, rain, rain. We got 60 to one. <laughs> and, uh, and then it, it rained too late after they had to pit for the end of stage two. So, and then we were mad about the rain. So yeah, we just we can't were, seem to be on the right side of the rain. But, but we, there's been a lot of it. There's been a lot of it here and there's going to be more this weekend, but, uh, Steve and I, we were praying for rain while, uh, Cindric was leading the pack. We had, we had Cindric at, at, I think it was 30 to one and we had Ford to win. So, uh, winning the race wouldn't have been a bad result, but Steve, what do you take away from that? How do you feel about the 13 caution laps? <laughs> yeah. Um, unfortunate because I mean, Penske really backed up. We had, you know, Cindric, uh, Blaine Logano pretty much up there for a lot, a lot of the race. And then whatever just happened, it just kind of backed up and that's, that was not ideal for, for us, unfortunately. Would have been nice if they if the rain came a little bit sooner. Uh, just didn't quite get there in time. Uh, you know, if, it, if it's going to end on rain, I would have at least had you know enjoyed a winner. Uh, didn't quite get that though. Uh, you mentioned the pace laps. Uh, yeah, they ran this thing. You know, it was close to the stage ending, so they're kind of right there on whether or not they're going to be pitting or not. So I guess NASCAR didn't want to manipulate the results. Which is anyway. that in the past. Um, so I don't, I don't really have a whole lot of thoughts on that, but <laughs> um, on this, and, you know, this occasion, it's, you know, just didn't want to bring the guys in. They want to see if it's going to, I guess, stay dry or not. I don't know. You know? Yeah. I mean, I guess, I guess, uh, you know, in Keselowski's camp, they, they called the race as if it was going to run longer and I guess they were just they were just wrong and that was unfortunate because I think he was the fastest on the track at one point in stage two near the end uh we had Fords I think one through six and we were on Ford to win and I was like man how are we going to lose this and turns out we found a way so that was <laughs> that was really good um especially for a late Sunday night um but is there anything else you want to you want to review uh it was a, a wild truck series uh the Xfinity series was a, a good race with Justin Haley uh you know not pushing daniel hemrick to win we had daniel hemrick oh um, do, do you care to comment on that yeah justin Haley flat out lied <laughs> all right so he's a scumbag it's a guy oh and then we got to talk about the irony of uh hemrick running out of gas on the way to the shop the next day 
Yeah, Aaron, what are, you, what are your Haley thoughts? He was gonna run out of gas. You're, you're um, the race car driver here. Have you ever run out of fuel during the race and then pulled over to pass your teammate? Uh, <laughs> uh, no. No, uh, I didn't really have any teammates. Maybe some friends out there that, uh, you know, you'd help back on pit road and stuff. But, uh, I mean, the it was just a dirty, dirty move, especially when he was mentioning to uh, – I said, I think he said something along the lines of remind Chandler, you know, a team win would be big here. And then he turns around and does the complete opposite of a team move. So um, he caught a lot of flack for that. And uh, I would have been really pissed off if I was Hemrick. I mean, they should have won that race. Yeah. Um, you know, we, 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 of course, we were on Daniel Hemrick. So we're, we're going to look at it through biased lenses here. Uh, but it seemed to me that Haley was was a-okay with the team orders as long as they benefited him. And I can tell you, as a guy who's run out of gas once or twice, that my car did not go faster when I was out of gas. I'll, I mean, that's just science. I, I'm, I'm not a scientist. I don't know how the engines work, but I just know that my car stopped actually moving all the way when I ran out of gas. Yeah, I mean... Oh, it works. That's a, that's a great explanation. I mean, you know... Uh... I, I think that just about covers kind of what going out there. You call, I mean, calling historically, calling is a team you know that's always worked together. They're always in it, you know, to finish one, two, three. So I think Haley kind of uh, broke their you know contract a bit there with you know always being there for each other. Uh, so unfortunately, it's just you know, bad timing for us. And uh, Hemrick uh, finishes second again. That guy is the king of finishing second. So. Remind me, just next time, play the top three. We will certainly bet the top three next time. The next time you tell me we're betting a win, and the next time I say it's my favorite play on the card, let's just go ahead and, and not play it. <laughs> That's a deal. Done. Right. So, um, However, the, I, I was pleasantly surprised with Atlanta this time around. Uh, I watched Atlanta the first two times, you know, first two two times around. Uh, I, was, I was pretty underwhelmed with the racing product itself. Uh, this this third time, though, I was imp- I was more impressed with what I saw on the track. A uh, lot lot racier, guys shuffling front to back quite a bit. You can make moves. Uh, I guess you know surface is worn out a little bit more, so. I'm optimistic, uh, you know, when I come back here again the next time around, I was definitely happy to, to see that. So, yeah, it didn't seem to behave quite like a like a real super speedway. Aaron, what what did you take away from it? How, how will you approach that race the next time around? I think we should tell them it's going to rain again. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, they turned it up as soon as they knew it was going to rain and it was it was incredible it was uh the ultimate blue ball because i really think we were in store for excuse me um a really great finish and it was just stolen from us like that and uh i believe i saw dale tanart talking about after the race the radar was clear maybe there was a chance they could have got it back going but it would have been late but there's all the contract mumbo jumbo with the tv and we all know tv is king so they wanted to uh, move on to the next time slot so it was unfortunate for us yeah it sucks and i I just wish and and dale was right i I was you know i've become somewhat of a weather expert here the last couple weeks uh out of necessity um but there was there was nothing but but dry behind it so uh, the NASCAR gambling community, we're a bunch of psychopaths. You know, we'll 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 watch this thing at 1 a.m. on Peacock Network. Um, so I, I I think there were options. It just it just stinks. You know, the last couple of weeks uh, that we haven't haven't been able to see a full race in in quite some time. So doesn't look any better this weekend either. And what the hell does Peacock pull in on an average night anyway? I mean, Jesus, NASCAR Midnight's going to pull in more than people watching reruns of The Office. I would assume. <laughs> Yeah, the office what, what is, good. Else is on like right now there's no football right right nba summer league what are we competing with nothing exactly the this is, is i mean this has got to be the most dull uh week in sports ever right so what are we doing here right yeah it's it's nuts but i guess we should just we'll approach this weekend as if we're going to get full full races and then whatever happens happens uh aaron have you gotten a chance to look at the xfinity card or would you rather talk cup stuff uh, I, um, 
I think I'm kind of more prepared on the Xfinity side. Um, I actually just placed some bets after practice. Um, so we can uh, start off with that. Awesome. Yeah, because we um, we haven't done anything post-practice in qualifying. Uh, we got some plays out there pre-flop, and I'll just go over those. Uh, we are on, it looks like, for outrights, we're on Sammy Smith and Chandler Smith. We got Sammy Smith at plus 850. We got Chandler 12 to 1. Uh, in the top threes, we're taking Cole Custer plus 150. And then we, we took a little sprinkle of Joe Graff Jr. in that, that Gibbs race car, 28 to 1 for a top three. <laughs> And then on the head-to-heads, we've got two of them. And again, we're in good shape. We've got Chandler Smith over Sam Mayer and Cole Custer over Josh Berry. Full disclosure, gang, I was out to dinner. I just got back, did not see practice. All I saw was Chandler Smith put that thing on the pole. What did we see today? Uh, I'll start with you, Aaron. What, what, did, what did you see? Uh, so first thing I kind of noticed was Allgaier looked really good, uh, especially on the long run. Um and let me pull my spreadsheet here. I have pre- the practice times. You are the king of the spreadsheets. Oh, dude, I, I love the spreadsheets. Let's see here. Uh, so Chandler also has some pretty good long run speed, and I think his 20-lap average is actually slightly better than Allgaier's. Um, so DK briefly opened and FanDuel briefly opened after practice, and I sniped uh, Chandler at I tried to get him 12 to 1 on FanDuel, and that moved to, to plus 50 on me while I was trying to put it in. So I had to jump back to DK, grab that 11 to 1. Um, we know Chandler's won on this tire code back at uh, Richmond in a pretty dominating fashion. So this is the same tire code this weekend. So it's his first time here, but I mean, the kid has just been lights out all year. So I really think uh, he's going to be a player. And then the second outright we sniped was uh, Josh Berry. Um, he didn't really put in a, a long run in practice, but uh, we grabbed him at 15 to 1 on FanDuel. And I think that's just like too long of a number for Josh Berry for this type of racetrack. His uh, green flag speed back at Richmond was uh, ranked number one, same tire code. So we're seeing two guys who are both fast at Richmond are both fast um, in practice here at Loudoun. Let me interrupt for just a minute. Arch, are you watching baseball over there? Not me. I don't have anything open. Steve? Yeah, nothing, man. TV's off. Aaron, are you watching baseball? No. Where is this coming no, no. from? I don't know. Um, we got some feedback going on the background here. I have Excel open and this window. That's it. Sounds oh, like it's my, it's my phone. How about oh, that? Oh, you. You. <laughs> huh. All right. You're watching baseball. You don't even realize it. I wasn't even it. watching it. it, it wasn't all, I'm sorry. So, Aaron, <laughs> you got you got Chandler Smith, and then who else did you snipe? I am very sorry. I was I was like trying to figure out no, where you, that sound was coming from. We, we got Josh Berry 15 to 1, and I, I was just – that's just too long of a number for Josh at this kind of racetrack. Um, and looking at his lap times, I mean, they're – they're pretty on par with uh, Chandler Smith and Justin Allgaier. He just didn't do a long run, but we saw Allgaier put in that long run. He, he ran about 29 laps, and uh, you should expect Barry to have similar JRM speed. Sounds good to me. I mean, Josh Barry, short track king, uh, showing off that cup pedigree. Steve, what, what did you take from practice and, and qualifying? Yeah, I mean, I – kind of got home right in the middle of practice um i think they just started to qualify so i didn't get a whole i didn't get the whole picture as far as visuals but i did get a chance to look at the data um i did see that uh Kaz Grala had a lot of speed with that sam hunt car but uh him and sieg got into it so um they're gonna be starting yeah, to Sieg lost the brakes yeah yeah I, Grala had definitely had had some good pace. Um, makes sense being in a Toyota. They always have a good good pace here at New Hampshire. Um, pretty happy with kind of where we're at with our guys. Custer looks real good. He tops the uh, charts for me. Um, pretty close with Allgaier and uh, you know Austin Hill and Creed are right behind them. So uh, the RCR camp coming with some speed this weekend as well. And then behind them you have of course you have Chandler and. Joe Gibbs racing, so not, not too bad. I'm feeling pretty good about it. Um, absolutely feel good about Custer. So I, Custer's been 
uh, pretty good at short tracks, especially when he, when he was in the Cup Series with Sewer Haas. So I'm not too surprised at what we saw from, from him in practice. Nice. Did Do you have any couch cushion bets? Did you, did you oh, shake yeah. those things up and find anything new that we should be on? Not necessarily. I'm just kind of pretty good with where we're at. Um, I... I believe we had uh, Creed over Riley Herbst, right? I, I know we were going back and forth there. I have placed a. Oh. And I, little, little I fear I've it. made a grave misstep, uh, judging well, by the. You're going to have to go over again. You, you froze for just a second. I, I froze? You froze. Oh, okay. Well, I said I placed a bet on Riley Herbst over Sheldon Creed at plus 110. And. Uh, it, I, I guess I've made a mistake here, Steve. Is that? Yeah, this line is tumbling back and forth, and we kind of talked about a little bit. Uh, Creed um, definitely had some line movement. I'm not sure what it reopened at after practice, but uh, I know both uh, guys. Kind of he's around did... twenty to one. Twenty to one. And then uh, we, yeah, twenty to one. Uh, we we hit Creed. I forgot to mention we were on Creed as well. We hit him at thirty to one. Um, no, we got 28 to one and then MGM opened at 30 to one, but either way, I just, I, I, the guy has a black cat living in his race car. I've talked about this multiple times. I keep asking him to kill the damn cat and maybe this guy can win a race, but he seems to always step on his toes. And it, even if he's not stepping on his toes, someone else is, whether it's Larson walling him at Darlington or some sort of mechanical failure that isn't his fault. Um, and you said you had Herbst over Creed. Uh, maybe I can make you feel a little bit better about that. But if you look at Herbst later in the run, give me the good um, stuff. He's on pace with Custer. So lap 13, 31-1. He's still running 31-2s and uh, lap 16, 31-2s, lap 20. And Creed on lap 11, 31-5, 31-3. 31.5, so it seems like he might have a little more fall off. He didn't really do that long run like some of these other guys did, but Riley seems to be in good shape. And uh, he, if you remember, he was actually pretty good at Richmond as well on this tire code, so I wouldn't be surprised to see him up front, but he's he's kind of like creating a way where some, something always happens to this guy, um, even when he's having a good day. Yeah, so it looks like we, we, I got him at plus 110 it looks like you can still get him plus 130 uh so i mean it's i guess it's not a, a bad hill to die on if you're going to sprinkle it uh but looks like you did great on creed i'm seeing 12 to 1 right now so you got a great number on that can't argue with that value oh wow um you know and it, it's my girlfriend she doesn't watch a lot of racing but she knows what sheldon creed looks like because he is always given given an interview after an accident so so she's very familiar <laughs> with what, what Sheldon Creed looks like. She can pick him out of a lineup. So uh, if he can if he can keep it moving, you know, I like your play there, but I guess we'll, you know, hope, hope for the best here with, with Riley. But, you know, I, I would never root against you, pal. I always make this argument with Creed. It, it, guys like that that are super volatile, you don't want to take in matchups. Um, you want to take them for their, their ceiling. And Creed has a great ceiling, but uh, he has a, also has a very um, – deep floor so uh riley herps on the other hand i would say has you know a, a much better consistency she, you, you can rely on him to kind of get the car across the line uh, i think he's done a much better job with that this year you know i think he's been good at short track racing too so at plus at plus 130 i would definitely take herps over creed and so it's all about the number there so well we got it pal over at Superbook, if you want to, if you want to sprinkle that, um, yes, we can, we can do that. Aaron, is there anything else on this Xfinity race that you that you're interested in? Um, you know, I was waiting for lines to go back up, uh, go back up because uh, we sniped the Fanduel. We got Barry at fifteen to one, and they're still locked. We we sent them into a tizzy. Um, it, it went all the way down to ten to one. And yeah, I'm seeing, I'm seeing six to one. I'm seeing seven to one at Bet365 and Superbook. So, again, yeah, you're on the right side there. Briefly, briefly opened, and we hit them for Chandler at uh, 11 to one. And 
shortly thereafter they took it they took the entire race down and it's still not back up so i haven't had a chance to scope some of the other lines um probably be interested in an all guy or top three um if it's not you know priced too poorly um i know i've talked about it before i'm i'm more of a practice better because that's kind of how i got started doing this I, I love to go through the uh the practice times so you always feel better after you see the practice times and making a bet what do you think about uh obviously they're the the two betting fra- favorites right now uh, i'm seeing a, a head-to-head and it's just because there's not much up but i see one justin allgaier plus 110 against John Hunter Nemechek minus 130 would you uh would you take a shot on on JA there uh you know what <clears throat> at plus money I would um I, I think uh Chen's got a little bit better long run pace but uh we did see Algar win this race last year so at plus money I, I don't think that's a bad bet um I don't think uh Nemechek uh, he, he's on the front row so and then Algar's P4 so yeah, plus money for Allgaier there. That's not that's not a bad look. Uh, Steve, what what do you think, buddy? I know I know we were pretty strong on these Toyotas uh, when we were capping this thing pre practice, pre handy, uh, pre qualifying. Yeah, I have um, for practice Allgaier kind of uh, launching a little slow out of the gate, um, but then comes in real strong in the long run. Kind of makes sense for his pedigree and his you know his kind of long term career for sure. Um, I mentioned Toyota is always really good here, so I I would probably just take the plus money there um, and and run with it. If you're asking me, um, I want to talk about Joe Graf. Got to talk about him before that before we move on. Um, Do it. Because not stand. This is a guy that I have pretty much trashed for his for his whole career. Really um, stinks. <laughs> But, however, this year he's improved quite a bit. Uh, he's kept the car much cleaner than he has uh, his whole career this year with uh, RSS Racing. And he's had some top 25 speed for the most part in a car that's, uh, you know, maybe top 20, top 15 overall with Ryan Sieg most weeks. And uh, thanks to, you know, opportune sponsorship, he gets a chance to... Uh, run this Joe Gibbs car for a few races this year. So we had no choice but to uh, take advantage of the sports books when they posted him at, what was it, 90 to 1 and mm-hmm. plus 2,800 for a top three. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, top five was 10 to 1 as well. So uh, I'm not, I mean, I'm not thrilled with his practice times, but it looks like he's inside the top 10. He qualified back in 19th, but these Toyotas show the long run pace. Um, maybe get a little bit, a little bit of chaos, a uh, little bit, you know, maybe uh, the rain comes a little early and maybe we get Joe Graf to uh, pull a little bit of an upset here. It wouldn't part. be a little bit of an upset. It would be like if Notre Dame beat Alabama in the 2012 national title game would, would be uh, what it'll feel like to cash that bet. Is that more of a long shot or is Haley winning the championship more of a long shot? To you? <laughs> uh, we, I set that ticket on fire long, long ago. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. All right. So we talked about Joe Graff, which is something I never thought we would do on this show, but here we are. Um, is, is there anybody else you want to talk about? I, I've got one. I've got, we, let's go deep down the list here. 5,000 to 1, Steve. You're going to love this. Is it worth taking a shot on Greg Van Alst? Oh, boy. <laughs> or do you think we should take a shot on you since you beat him in iRacing at Loudon this Ooh. week? Yeah, I'm pretty sure I saw this guy. I was doing my my weekly eye racing session, kind of just learn the track, knowing kind of how, how heavy the braking is, things like that. Always like to do that. My track previews and see this guy. He's, I see Greg Van Alst um, in my line. Look, I'm like, mm, maybe this, maybe this is him. Maybe this isn't him. His profile says 2019 champion in real life, and I looked up his profile. It's like he did win in 2019 in some sort of racing. So maybe maybe it's a fake, but uh, we saw him on track today, and he was quite a bit off the pace. So um, 
Oh, and I think I, they're changing the brakes on his car. I saw something on Twitter, oh, yeah. so maybe, maybe he was having some issues, but I think it was his first time here. Just the so. point is, Steve, you you beat him in the race. I think yeah. so. Allegedly, allegedly. Who's yeah. been a deep fake Greg Van Alst in iRacing? <laughs> well, that's that's my point, right? Like nobody really really knows who this guy is, so you would. That's a good argument to say that this could be the real the real person. So. Yeah, and he he stinks on iRacing too. So. Yeah, so I finished second in that race. He, I think he finished maybe sixth or seventh. Um, a little off, a little off the pace. I bet he would take that tomorrow. <laughs> he would take that tomorrow. I'm sure that'd be a great, that'd be a career day for him. Except he did win, uh, I think, an Oscar race at Daytona or Talladega, one of those. I think it's, I think it's Daytona. Daytona. Yeah. yeah. Drafting track, you know how that goes. All right, boys and Arch, let's talk about the Crayon 301. Allegedly, there are baby pictures floating around of me holding a giant crayon, which leads some people to believe I was born to handicap this race. I disagree, Steve, that was you. Uh, but what are, we, what are we looking at? Should we just go down the card here a little bit? I mean, yeah, that's, that's what we do here, right? We, we, that's it. We, All right, Aaron, we, so we are yeah, on. We've got, we've got four outrights here. We're on Brad Kozlowski, uh, and then we decided to burn some money on Bubba Wallace. We've set that on fire. Then we're taking a shot with Ryan Priest, 66 to 1, and Chase Briscoe, 80 to 1. Um, feels like we're on a, a, a pretty sharp side here with Brad K. He's got a new sponsor on the car, buildsubmarines.com. And Steve and I were, were trying to figure out if that was like a sponsor that maybe they had secured a few weeks ago and had to push back, you know, <laughs> unveiling it uh, for a better time. Not sure. Uh, but do you like any of those picks? Should we throw them away? And who are you on? Uh, so... The only thing we have locked in for the cup race is uh, William Byron over Kyle Busch at uh, even money. We're um, on that too. You're, we're, I feel good now. I feel good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at this track type, uh, you got to take the even money on Byron here. Um, as far as uh, your outrights there, I, I have had my eye on Keselowski. I'm still trying to talk myself into it. Um, he was decent at Phoenix, so we're on the same uh, tire code, flat track. Um, he just uh, hasn't quite made that leap at this kind of track. He just needs a little bit more pace, and I think he can compete for the wins on these tracks. So maybe this is the weekend that they find that adjustment that they need to get the victory lane. I hope so. I, I was saying that hopefully that the, this version of the submarine is more comfortable docking in victory lane rather than down by the titanic that's that's just what i'm i'm hoping uh for the keselowski gang um <laughs> all right so brad has nine top fives here in his career he's got uh two wins 2014 and 2020 which he absolutely dominated and he finished seventh here last year in what was a growing pains year for rfk uh they are starting to find some pace steve i love it you got to love it too. Yeah, absolutely. This was my first play uh, on the week. Uh, just kind of going through my mental notes. Um, most importantly for me was the fact that they indeed, uh, Brad specifically, did the tire test. So he got a little more track time there. That's always a good thing. And, and he gained a lot of uh, knowledge and speed when that team – did the road course testing so they took a lot from that so feels like if they got some testing done here on you know new hampshire well a little while back they could gain a little more of their edge that they could use uh once again so and and brad i maybe i can't remember which year this was i'm sure maybe somebody else helped me out but uh he brad kozlowski when he when he was still with penske um didn't really have a whole lot of pace that season, but then he went to New Hampshire and he blew the field away, leading most of the race. Um, and even then, after that, I expected him to kind of take that same car to Phoenix and kind of compete in the championship. And it didn't really happen. So to me, it feels like this could be a track that Brad just kind of shows up and just cleans everybody's clock out of nowhere. Yeah, and I, I think you mentioned that they they did the tire test here this week. 
Uh, we also saw, saw Brad last night in the SRX series at Stafford, which is another short track. Uh, so I, uh, all signs point to point to go on this one. So Aaron, get the Mooney gang on, on yes. the Kez train here. Yes. No, you're, you're definitely pushing me over the edge here. Um, and I think I, I had said this was the same package as Phoenix. I forgot to mention though, that this is a new tire code this week. And, uh, um, it was designed to provide more grip and more tire wear. So you might want to look at maybe a Harvick or a Truex, somebody who the tire wear plays into their, their hands a bit. Um, but yeah, I, I think we're definitely going to uh, lock in Brad now. Um, I've kind of had my eye on Truex. Um, he's done everything but win here. Um, over the last 10 starts, he has a 6.8 average finish at Loudoun. Um, I think he's down to plus 650. He opened 7 to 1. Um, it seems like uh, <clears throat> him and James Small have finally locked in this year. They're not – I don't know what they're doing, but they they figured it out, thankfully, because I was ready to uh, start the campaign to get James Small to lose his job. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, And that's kind of uh, the only other outright I've really thought about this week. I've kind of pondered Priest um, just to – SHR has just been down in the dumps, and I think that's kind of what's been holding me back a bit. Um, but we did see Priest uh, qualify up front at uh, Martinsville, and he didn't really show that kind of pace in practice. And then he had the track position, and he managed to hang on until uh, he stepped on his foot and sped on pit road. Yeah, we, we had him that day to win. Uh, luckily, we, we had him to win the pole that weekend as well, so it took a little bit of this thing out. He led every lap of that race in, until that pit road mishap. So uh, I don't think anybody was getting by him. Uh, so that was a that was a real shame that that was, you know, the easiest sixty six to one winner that we'll never have and that we'll always get to talk about. So that that certainly sucks. Um, you know, we 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 can certainly agree on the Harvick piece. I know for sure uh, we took him over Kyle Busch as well. So we're we're doing the double fade. We're we're taking. Uh, Byron over KFB, and then we're taking Harvick over KFB uh, over at Fandle. I think it was minus 112. Steve said they call him the closer for a reason. Steve, why are we on Harvick? Yeah, I mean, I definitely want to be on Harvick. Um, I wanted to make sure we got that matchup in before we kind of when post-practice kind of happens, they tend to just completely remove matchups. So generally, I would like to take Harvick after practice and qualifying because he kind of just takes his time getting up to speed. So I just prefer Harvick afterward, but um, definitely want to get that matchup locked in. So, um, yeah, I've got to, I kind of want to ask Aaron this question about Kyle Busch. So we know, we know I've seen, I've heard a lot of talk this week about um, comparing, you know, tracks to each other. Um, I, I'm using more like Phoenix, uh, Richmond, Martinsville, they kind of all use like the short track package. Uh, a fourth track that's been in consideration this week has been Gateway. But as you may remember, they kind of didn't, they used more so the intermediate package at that track. So it's like Kyle Busch and Dylan have struggled quite a bit at short tracks this year. So I couldn't back Kyle Busch knowing that. So I'm, you know, I'm, Kevin Harvick's been really strong at this track type, and Kyle Busch has not. So to me, that felt like a no-brainer. And Kevin Harvick was going to win Phoenix in this package before yeah. uh, Harrison Burton ruined the day. He tends to do I'm that. So a lot. That one. That's like all he's good for. Well, here's our Harrison Burton caution. <laughs> yeah, especially when we. He's got to be. What is Jeff Burton thinking in the booth? My son when, is a uh, disappointment. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Probably the same thing my dad thinks about me. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Shots fired. But yeah, any any thoughts uh, on the um, to, uh, the gateway package? Yeah, comparing the gateway, yeah. Um I'm not really using gateway. Um I'm not either. I, I think I'm thinking like you. Um we have Richmond and Phoenix as a as a better sample in my opinion, and you're kind of seeing it in the um, Xfinity uh, practice session with Chandler Smith practicing really well and uh, Josh Berry, and they were both good at Richmond as well. So there's some more correlation 
to uh, throw out there between those tracks. Yeah, I just, you know, I'm the, the resident idiot here. I used um, Gateway in mine with Richmond Phoenix, uh, Loudon. I sprinkled in some Pocono because it's flat. Um, so I'm kind of a moron, but, you know, that's what I've I I've seen used. people using Martinsville in there, even uh, North Wilkesboro, just because it's short and flat too. So, yeah. I wanted uh, to use... Breaking. I wanted to use Wilkesboro, but that's to me, it's kind of like the LA clash, right? It's kind of an expedition race. You don't know how much these teams are trying. You don't know what, you know, maybe they're experimenting. So yeah, that, that's a tough one for me to actually uh, put into play, but I, I like the idea for sure. The key I think is trying to figure out who the books use for their data set yeah. and then to pivot off of that, you know, to, so hopefully they were using gateway and then that's, completely wrong maybe that's why you know kyle bush is so highly regarded in this market and you know he shouldn't be but you know i'm i'm not very smart yeah i, I want to talk about that with aaron a little bit too it feels like this year the the books are really on it more than so in the past so if you're using the exact same metrics that they're using you, are you really gaining an edge yeah um the books have been a lot sharper this year in my opinion um some of the edges that i felt were there last year just aren't um the matchups i felt have been tougher times uh, um and sometimes like i mean how long were they overvaluing chase elliott last year um they're doing it with kyle bush this year so mm-hmm. um it's it's been rough and then then we have to deal with the rain possibly just these x factors that you can't handicap and it's it's been really frustrating at times so and then the the entire market taking a step back you can't even get certain bets that you were getting before um i tweeted the two DraftKings cars in the <laughs> irony of that situation they had a ton of random props last year and now there's nothing. So it's like, Oh, we're just going to rub it in your face. Now we'll sponsor two race cars. We know you exist, but we don't care. You can't even bet a top 10 at DraftKings anymore. Yeah. That's shocking to me. They they take, um, you know, something that simple off, you know, off the table. Uh, They had stage bets, top tens, manufacturer bets are gone. It's just, I'm not sure why they would take away things that, uh, you know, it should make them more money in the long run. You know what I mean? You got to think that, that on a market like that, just comparable to golf, like a golf outright or a golf top 10 or something. Um, there's so much hold, you know? So the more markets you have, the greater your chances are. I just, I really don't understand a lot that DraftKings does. And you know that. Because... I don't think DraftKings understands what they're doing. Yeah. I mean, I mean they have, they have Newman at 28 to one. That blew me away this week. <laughs> yeah, Steve sent me a text. He's like, what am I missing? I was like, I, I just, I think and an I, idiot. I, so I think it all started with Casey. Um, they got some wicked line on Newman top four, like 400 to one on 365. And then uh, they were offering a nice cash out um, already. I had the same situation with the Taylor Gray top five the week before. I got it at like, 150 to one and i had a really nice cash out i actually cashed that out before the race um and i was kind of worried there for a minute because it taylor was going to do it um and then uh so anyway jd posted that to twitter and i think the fomo of gambling twitter had a lot of people saying well i'm just gonna bet ryan newman i don't watch nascar i don't know what is going on and now i think some of these books have a massive liability on Newman and they're, they shouldn't be afraid. They should keep the price up and just take people's money because the only way Newman is going to be the top four is with the help of rain and pit strategy. That's the only way and it's going to take a miracle. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I have I would, seen Casey do some crazy stuff. So who knows? I would think all the other Fords on the track would need to evaporate. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I and just, to me, it feels like even, it doesn't matter. Like even if you're getting maximum value on a play, the comes of you get to a point where you have to eventually cash the ticket. <laughs> so I feel like this has you know Newman winning this race 
has a 0.0% chance of happening. So I would never <laughs> yeah, bet absolutely. it, even if it has an infinite odds. So you could buy me a mansion if he wins this race. I wouldn't put a, I wouldn't put a play on it. Yeah, I mean, he couldn't yeah, even I win. I don't understand it. Uh, I, was, I was just going to say, he couldn't even win with nine cars in the field last night and the help of rain. So, yeah, I don't... Oh, I, don't... I was going to mention that, too. Uh, SRX was fun to bet on. It was fun like, to bet on. It's more fun to bet on than trucks. Uh, we were talking about this yesterday, and I plan on betting on every race now, especially with the uh, race monitor. And I made the uh, spreadsheet with the lap times yesterday, so see what we can do there. Yeah, I, I realize we made a terrible mistake uh, betting Marco Andretti after you sent me that that spreadsheet. So I will wait uh, next time to to hear from you first. But uh, all right, so let's let's dig into this card a little bit more. Uh, we've got some a couple outlier prices here. We took uh, Chase Briscoe uh, twenty to one for a top three over at Superbook. It was a couple bucks better than anywhere else. Uh, we sprinkled that for a tenth of a unit. Uh, we took a little piece of Austin Cindric at fifty to one at Superbook for a top three. Um, so those those prices were just off market. But now we're going to get a li- in a little little bit of chalk here. We took Kyle Larson plus one fifty for a top five over at Bet Rivers. My girlfriend is very very happy with that selection. And then we've got a couple top ten guys here. We took Byron, Elliott, Kez, Almarola, and Ryan Priest, all at varying prices. Do any of those stick out to you, Steve? That we should talk about. Uh, I think you just got to start with Chase Briscoe, right? This is probably going to be the one where people are uh, asking me if I'm insane in the brain. And I'd have to tell them no, because uh, Chase Briscoe, as bad as he's been on intermediate tracks, he always seems to come to the short tracks and just has speed. Um, This year, uh, I have him in my notes as... A top 10 car on the short tracks so if you're getting him at a price that long you you gotta take a shot at it because there's rain in the forecast these guys could be racing in wet weather again because this this track does have the the wet weather package in play so not a big fan of you know a lot of chalk this week so if you can get a guy at a long price like that you've got to take it so i just feel like Stuart haas uh this is Perfect setup for them. They have no favors, you know, from general public betting probably as a whole. So, or the books and you know, the books just don't see them as a team that has any speed. And I don't agree uh, in weekends like this, you know, specifically. Yeah, I mean, I can get down with Briscoe. Um, it, it's you know a tenth of a unit at twenty to one. Mm-hmm. So you know, I've I've spent five dollars in. Much, much worse ways. Anybody can attest to that. Um, Aaron, do you, do you have any feelings on those top threes, the long shots on Briscoe or Cindric? Yeah, I mean, if this is the place Briscoe is going to turn around, it's the place he's going to turn around because this racetrack is in his wheelhouse. Um, I uh, When there's rain in the forecast, too, I usually don't try and get uh, – I just don't like having a ton of action – until I have a better picture of the forecast. Um, Cendric, you, you got him uh, top three set at 50 to one? 51, yeah. That's a pretty good, that's a pretty damn good number, especially with uh, rain in the forecast. I mean, if they make the right call or just in the right spot at the right time, that's all it takes sometimes. Um, I see that number is now 33 to one, or it's 33 to one on uh, 365. So that's, that's uh, some solid value there. We'll take it. If, if there's a place that, again, Penske probably can figure things out, it'd be a place like this. We saw Logano with a lot, a lot of pace here. Cendrick uh, is certainly um, going to be a part of that with, you know, with Penske team. Uh, it's not it's not my favorite play by any means, but certainly would like him here more than an intermediate track. Sure thing. Now, here's a here's a bet we can all probably get down on. Kyle Larson, top five. Plus 150. That's a really good number. I think DraftKings was hanging uh, near even money, or it was plus 105. Uh, so it's a, a really good price. Uh, Kyle Larson can boogie around this joint. He's my number one rated driver in my power rankings. Uh, he won at Martinsville this year. Um, what do you guys think about that one? Yeah, same thing. Larson's number one for me. 
when it comes to let's see what, what did I usually get him into the first spot uh, scroll up here I know this year um, he's uh, number one at, with the short tracks so super good at Phoenix good at Richmond and like you said one at Martinsville so uh, Hendrick hasn't been the premier team at Richmond so that's the only thing that kind of makes me a little nervous about it uh, but Larson's been showing up every week with a bunch of speed. Even if they don't show up with speed, they tend to find it throughout the race. So may, I might not be too comfortable playing him to win. I really think probably one of those Joe Gibbs cars. Uh, I, I'm looking at Truex as well uh, to potentially win this race. So uh, too short of a number for me for Truex, though. So I just I like the idea of taking Larson for a top five. Just uh Steady, you know, is a, should be, you know, minus the rain. If it is a, a you know, a dry race, then Larson should be able to kind of grind it out and get that top five. And yeah, it's it's certainly not going to be dry. Uh, so if they move this well, thing, race on Monday, it will be Monday. Yeah, or you know, even if they they can get the whole thing in on the rain tires, I still think. You know, Kyle Larson has driven enough automobiles with enough different tires on enough different surfaces that he'll still be a problem. Sure. Uh, anything on these top tens? Uh, we're, we're, we're getting a little juicy with them, with uh, Byron, uh, minus 150, Elliott, minus 143, Kez, uh, minus 125. Um, kind of risky, kind of a risky maneuver to take with rain in the forecast, but, but tell me what we're doing here, Steve. Well, yeah, originally I wasn't, uh, I mean, I took these earlier in the week when it wasn't such a slam dunk on the weather. Um, as I mentioned, uh, Chase Elliott, Kozlowski, and Bell were the three guys that did the tire test. And uh, Elliott's also the guy that's had the best track history here. So that's kind of why I kind of like Chase Elliott a little bit more than Byron this week, despite the steam kind of toward going towards Byron because of his pit crew, because he's had more pace this year. I understand all of that. Um, but when I think about, you know, New Hampshire, I see Chase Elliott, he kind of figured things out. I think last year, I expect that to kind of continue. He's kind of got to start to turn things around. He's getting towards crunch time. So I just I, I do like Elliott this week at uh, at least for a top ten. Uh, do I think he's going to win? Not really, but uh, he's been pretty good at getting that car to where it needs to be at least by the end of the race. So I feel comfortable saying he's going to at least get that home for us. You have any thoughts? You have to on believe that uh, Hendrick is focused on getting Elliott a win because I really don't see him pointing his way into the playoffs. <clears throat> Him or Bowman, actually. Yeah, Bowman needs to win, too. And I have a Bowman future that I'm ready to light on fire. Yeah, we, we've, got a, we've got an Elliott future, so maybe they'll both be, mm -hmm. both be trash. <laughs> you know NASCAR needs it for the ratings, so we can go. They need it. I can't imagine Chase Elliott not being in the playoffs, right? <laughs> It, it would be it'd be pretty wild. I mean, Truex missed the playoffs last year, but he's not their most popular driver either. So right, and he's got a new um, girlfriend. His his uh, his life is is pointing up. Oh, he deleted his tweet though. What did what did it say? Oh, he deleted it. Remember the picture of him and Libby Dune? Like so many people are asking him on Twitter. He he deleted the picture. Oh, I was I was talking about Truex. Truex has a new girlfriend. Oh oh yeah no well yeah well hopefully. Um, Livy Dubin is uh, Chase's girlfriend. Maybe that'll be uh, maybe that'll get him to victory lane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I thought it was like an NIL deal that you know was poorly thought out to have Livy Dune attend a NASCAR race. I just uh, you know didn't really didn't really see how those two worlds collided. But here we are. So great marketing team, something like that, dude. Um, but what do me and my marketing degree know? Not not much. We've got head to head, Steve. We've got six of them. We've talked about a couple. I'll just go down the list. We are on Brad Keselowski over Bubba Wallace, uh, Byron over Kyle Busch, Harvick over Kyle Busch. We, we touched on those briefly. Eric Almarola over Daniel Suarez, Christopher Bell over Martin Truex, uh, and that's probably a battle up front. And then finally, Tyler Reddick over Ross Chastain. Would you like to talk about any of those? 
Yeah, I've been frazzled this week. I think I meant to put uh, Truex over, over C. Bell because uh, at the time, Truex was plus 116 as an underdog there. Um, oh, yeah, and we, we, really, uh, we really fucked that up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's been a rough week for me. I know it's, you know, just real life, you know, real life stuff. But uh, if you haven't placed that, uh, just be, on the, be wary of that. So, um, Brad over Bubba again. We're kind of taking Brad Keselowski here as a. Um, I think he's got a short number, you know, twenty three to one versus Bubba. He's now kind of facing a longer number there. I think he's closer to closer to thirty. So you can him at minus one fifteen on both sides. It seems like a pretty pretty easy selection there, and just. Bubba, Bubba ran good last year at this at this track, but um, I don't think he's gonna have the raw pace that Brad has. Uh, we've talked about Byron over KFB uh, pretty extensively, um, and then uh, Almirola over Suarez. This is one I, I like quite a bit. Um, Almirola over there with uh, Stuart Haas, of course, uh, got his uh, got a win here a couple years ago. We were on that, so I, I kind of talked about that a little bit. The darkness. Yeah, see, Bell was uh, running him down. Right. Yeah, this is uh, this is a track that's been pretty good to us over the over the years. Hopefully, that we get a repeat of that. Uh, so, why not take Amarola over? You know, Suarez, who uh, he's been disappointing for me this year. Just hasn't shown up with. Um, you know, I think he has got more potential than what he's shown, and just hasn't gotten a job done. Unfortunately, I, I just don't see him. Uh, having the pace to beat a guy like Amarola is really good at short, flat tricks, you know, short, flat tracks. Yeah, I, I agree. Amarola is the concrete King. And, uh, you know, he, he did cash that ticket. So we, we have happy memories of Eric Amarola here in Loudon. Um, I, I gotta say, I think my favorite, my favorite, uh, pick on the board is that William Byron over Kyle Bush, Kevin Harvick over Kyle Bush. I love the double fade there. I uh, wasn't in love with that Christopher Bell over Martin Truex. I've played it, um, but now I know that you know I wasn't supposed to be in love with it. Well, you, so, you must have you must have played the Truex side because there's, did you play plus one sixteen? No, I got minus one ten. Okay, I got minus one ten. Uh, minus one ten, I would take C Bell. Uh, these guys are so close. Um, Truex, if you remember Truex last year, had um, the field pretty much beat. Uh, most of the day, and then I, th- I believe, I guess he put on a bad set of tires, but he, he kind of just backed up. It took sure. two tires. I, took two tires. It was a two-tire stop, and it didn't. That's work right. Out. That's right. I remember because we had Truex last year. Um, I, I think he led like a just another James Paul blunder. We can add to the list. Right. But he's. I should stop being so hard on him. He's on. We cashed him forty to one at uh, Sonoma, so that kind of takes a little bit of the sting out of the wound absolutely that's that's another 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 one i regret not taking it's kind of like that chastain one that we need to take that week i looked at truex four to one at sonoma i saw his track history there and that was frustrating for me i didn't pull a trigger on that because well you've been so bad on road courses this year i just i couldn't do it um the only reason i did it was how well reddick ran at coda that was like Right. The Toyotas were marginally better. The number was long enough. So I was like, you know what? We, we just got to pull the trigger. He's just been too good here. And the Toyotas have shown a little bit of something. Yeah, that's a, that was a great call. Perfect. And uh, I still regret not taking Chastain at Nashville as well. Yeah, you yeah. can join us in that parade. Uh, Steve's <laughs> dad, every time he sees me, tells me about uh, how we left him left him off the betting card that week. So that's good. Oh yeah. So didn't make any fans that week. Uh, Aaron, is there anything on the card that we didn't talk about that maybe you would like to? Oh man. Um, I've thought about priest top Ford. I haven't pulled the trigger yet, but this is a place where he could very well be the top Ford as, as long as he qualifies well. And, uh, you know, doesn't speed. Um, I saw Logano 18 to 1, and that was kind of interesting to me. Um, I know they haven't been that great on this track type, but I mean, you guys are on Cendric, so it's in the same 
you know, stable. So it wouldn't be shocking to anyone if Logano showed up and was fast. Um, uh, Priest is still 66 to one. I was, I was thinking about that too. Um, do it. You don't want to live with regret. I mean, that's a lottery yeah, ticket no, that I, has a shot. I, I have some regret because I, I was uh, watching you guys like the SpongeBob meme when you cashed the uh, priest to qualify on the pole. And I had looked at it that day and I just, I didn't do it and uh, still kicking myself on that one. So I don't want to be SpongeBob or no, it's Squidward looking out the window at SpongeBob and Patrick. But you know, it, it, it's so, it's almost a blessing that, you know, he cashed the pole for us, didn't cash the race. Now we get a shot to do it all again. You know, we can, we can hit him Maybe for the we'll pole. Get it we can hit this time. Yeah. He won't, he won't qualify on the pole, but he can win the race. Either um, way, either way, he won't owe us any money then. Yeah. But, uh, so that sounds like, sound like a quote from a guy that I know that's doing a lot of home run parlays mm-hmm. right now. We're due. <laughs> <laughs> he, he tweeted this morning. Dude. It was, it was, yes. it was pretty funny. He said, uh, you know, you have two options today. Option one, do a, a $5 dinger parlay to win a hundred thousand option two, don't do that. So, uh, I guess, I guess option one is always better. What would the third option be? There's no third option, right? I mean, call one eight hundred Gambler. <laughs> Maybe, not sure. But uh, does that does that wrap it up? Do we have anything else? Um, I just want to reiterate the uh, the the X factor, the the tire tests, and a different tire code, yeah. and a similar racetrack. So maybe that's what a Joey Logano needs to be fast here um but i think i'm definitely going to lock in uh keselowski after we talked about it that definitely pushed me over the edge edge there um because like i said i don't want to be on the outside looking in again <laughs> yeah i mean um you know you got to think guys like uh, i mean denny has been calling for this more more tire fall off more strategy uh you know on his podcast which is awesome uh wasn't a big denny fan started listening to that every week learning a ton uh, but he's really been pushing for a tire with more significant fall off so there can be comers and goers and uh you know you can save your tires or you know different pit strategies stuff like that and he said that this should be closer but it's not all the way there uh so i, I don't i don't think it's going to be a huge huge difference than what we've seen i i think it's sort of we're on the way to, to getting uh, the product that we need you know for there to be comers and goers so um, you know, I, I hope that hope that comes. But Aaron, let's talk about something less boring than tires. Where can people find you? How, how do how do people follow you? How do they lock into what you're what you're doing? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at uh, Rocky Mountain LSX and in the Moonshot Discord. We are betting NASCAR every week, but that's not the only thing we do in there. Kenny's betting. Uh, he hit a pretty crazy strikeout first plate appearance parlay that was like sixty last week um i missed out on that <laughs> so i'm a bit sad still but uh you know it's in the name the moonshot we're always reaching for the moon so love it love it and if they were to, to look for you on twitter i know you don't spell it spell it rocky mountain so what you know get, use the letters yeah rky mtn lsx there you go at rky mtn lsx and that's how you find aaron he's been a good friend of the show for several years and again man we are absolutely thrilled that you sat down and and joined us for an hour tonight steve do you have any closing thoughts no not really i just hope uh, i just hope that we can watch a race from start to finish uh whether it's on sunday or monday just hope for a good product i know uh they were planning on doing a, a short track package test on Monday, but I believe that's been canceled because of the impending weather. So I know that's going to be rescheduled. Hopefully they can find something to make this short track package better for the future. And uh, that'll be a benefit to all race fans as a whole. Yes, sir. So uh, tomorrow looks clear. So we should get qualifying. We should get the Xfinity race. Uh, Cup, boy, it, it, it looks sad for, for Sunday. Uh, but we do have IndyCar. That is in a different part of the country, so we will get to see at least a race start to finish, almost for certain. Um, But you can 
join our Discord if you'd like. Uh, in between, you know, strikeout parlays over in the Mooney Gang, you can find us at the Dgens T H E D E G E N S dot net, and you can get all of our plays as we make them. NASCAR. Steve is running two golf tournaments right now simultaneously. He's a hero. Arch is back. MLB is back uh, from the All Star break. We've got a lot going on. Aussie Rules football still still hitting the pitch on uh, Fridays and Saturday nights. Is there anything else, Arch, or are you going to send us home? I think we're going home. Aaron, it was nice to hang out with you. Finally good to meet you. Sir, that was a great time. Always fun hanging out with you, Stephen. You as well, man. Always. Right. Always good to have you on here. Give me your thoughts and your, uh, you know, crazy, uh, not crazy, but. High jinx. Yeah. Phil, good night. See ya. Information on this podcast may not be construed to offer investment advice or recommendations. Under no circumstances will owners, operators, or guests of this podcast be liable for damages related to its contents.